Welcome back to the Surish podcast. In the previous episode, we covered how Chandu heard of this vow by Guru Hargobind that he would kill Chandu. Chandu freaked out and then decided to send two messengers with a letter asking for Guru Hargobind to marry his daughter. The last chapter ended with those messengers arriving at Amritsar. So that's where chapter 47 starts off, describing how these messengers arrive in the city of Amritsar. They set up camp, they bathe, they get ready, they get dressed in really fine clothing. They then heard from somebody in the village of Amritsar that Guru Hargobin was currently seated at the Akal Tagat, holding a court session there. <coughs> so they quickly set off to meet with the Guru. As they were walking there, surrounding the Akal Tagat, there were countless warriors of Guru Hargobin. Some were seated, some were standing at the ready. All were decked out in countless weapons. Some had spears, some had matchlock rifles, some had bows and arrows. Others were holding swords. They were straight swords, curved swords of all varieties. All the warriors were strapped, looking glorious and radiant. Guru Hargobin was sitting on the throne, also adorned with two large Shamsher swords on either side of him, looking like there were two tigers sitting on either side of the Guru. In front of the Guru was a very heavy bow, and in one hand he was holding an arrow that he was playing with, slowly twirling it around. Every now and then he would look at the edge of it, the arrowhead. Every now and then he would look towards his congregation. The messengers who walked up saw Guru Hargobind and now were shocked. They were struck by his aura and presence. In their hearts, they got really nervous and scared. They walked up and bowed down to the Guru, placing their letter that they had from Chandu in front of the Guru. They said, Devan Chandu has sent us with this message for you. Looking at the letter, Guru Hargobin saw that it was in Persian. Then he called out to one of his Sikhs who could read Persian. So that Sikh, his name was Kareja. He came over. Guru Hargobin was like, what does this Chandu guy want now? He's constantly burning in anger. What did you write in this letter? Read it out. So Kareja picks up the, the letter, he unravels it, he reads it and he understood what's in the letter, but he didn't say anything. Guru Hargobin asked him again, well, recite it now, out loud, for the entire congregation. So Kareja then starts reading it out, explaining it very sweetly for the entire congregation who were listening attentively. Even though some of the words in the letter were very dressed up and flowery, on the surface very sweet, they were quite bitter in, in essence to have Guru Hargobind marry Chandu's daughter in whatever way it may happen. Then Kareja got to the part of how Chandu said, I heard these great so-called words of your father, Guru Arjan, and this is why I had to kill him. He called me a dog, so I chased after him like a dog. Hearing this, Guru Hargobind, he was living. He yelled out to, his, to these messengers saying, listen, messengers, tell Chandu, why are you so deluded? Your end is near. You don't have long left before I kill you. My father was a very form of peacefulness. He did not get angry and say anything at all. His words would have been the stick to beat you down with. But until the very last moment of his life, he was peaceful while you were barking like a dog and he did not strike you down. That man who does not take revenge for his father's death, that person is not a man, he's just a stupid animal. 
Whatever strength you have, use it. Do whatever you want to do. But I will give you such a gruesome death that even in your afterlife, you'll experience pain. So you've heard of my vow. And I will make my vow come true. Know this well. You are the great enemy of the saints. You're like a disease to them. You're a great sinner who was responsible for my father's death. All the saints are now looking at me to act. It's my responsibility. Otherwise, they would have just killed you off with their own words. So who would let somebody so guilty of this vile act go? Your entire household will be destroyed by me. No one will be able to save you. Even if Indra, the god of heaven, came down with his entire force, his army, they wouldn't even be able to save you. So the messengers heard this and they were, they were shook. They were afraid. They clasped their hands together and said, Guru Hargobind, this is Guru Nanak's house. You should be forgiving. Accept the request and bring these families together. If you do marry Chandu's daughter, then he'll be subservient to you. Think about it. He'll clasp his hands in front of you. He'll serve you as his son-in-law. So he could end all this infighting now by just accepting the marriage. Listening to this Guru, Hargobind was enraged and he responded in anger saying, did you not think at all when you said that? How is this possible? Chandu's family, they're like flowers that blossom at night. And the Guru's house is like the sun, which when it rises, it'll make them all close up and slump. And if they become lotus flowers, well then the Guru's house will become like ice to freeze them. As long as Chandu is still alive, I will not rest. I will not have peace in my heart. I won't enjoy food, any drinking, any sleeping. Even if the sun rises from the west and the moon starts giving off heat, even if the oceans dry up, even then I will not marry his daughter. He had no fear when he killed my father. So this is why I desire to kill him. Tell me, what is my relationship with him? It only makes sense for me to kill that idiot. So don't suggest this ever again. Take your honor while you have it and go back home and give this message to him. A big disaster is headed towards your household, Chandu, which you will not be able to change no matter what you do. So messengers, go. We will let you go this time so you can go tell this idiot that he only has a few days left. Otherwise, next time we'll tie you up and punish you as well. So the messengers, they were really afraid and ashamed now. They left. They went back to their little camp they had set up in Amritsar. It was dark now, it was evening time. They decided it would be best to stay the night and take off to Delhi in the morning. But they were hella afraid of the six. They were thinking that maybe the six would do something to their camp overnight. So they couldn't sleep at all. And as soon as the sun rose, they took off back to Delhi in a hurry. So getting back to Delhi, they met up with Chandu and they told him the whole story the vile, sinful Chandu. When he heard this, he was extremely sad. He asked the messengers, tell me again properly everything that happened when you got there. So one of the messengers then replied saying, listen, when we got to the city, we set up camp there. Then we asked around about the Guru, where he was and when we can have a word with him. There was a Sikh who was around and he told us that Guru Hargobind was out hunting but he had just recently come back 
and was now at the Akal Takat with his warriors, and that this would be the best time to talk to them. We were shocked. We were thinking, he's sitting on a throne of a fakir, Guru Nanak, and this guy is wearing weapons and going out hunting? When did this new bond start? These are the traditions of kings that he's keeping. You know, having an army, keeping strong horses. So that Sikh who was there telling us, he replied to us and he said, Well, when the young Guru heard of the sinful acts of that Divan Chandu from Delhi, and how he had uh, sent Guru Arjun Dev Ji to the next world, at that point, Guru Hargobind was furious. And he adorned two large swords on either side of him, along with bow and arrows. From then he kept an army and he took an oath that he would kill Chandu. Day by day his army is increasing in size and he created a throne for himself to sit on. So we listened to that Sikh and then we headed off towards the Guru and we saw him sitting there in his, you know, amongst his army adorned, adorned with weapons on a takath on a throne. We walked close then bowed our heads down and when we even just mentioned your name he remembered his father and he got angry. But when he heard the letter, he was enraged. He said some really harsh things to us. He's not going to calm down his anger towards you and in his heart, he doesn't fear anyone. He told us that we should go and tell you about this. He said, a great disaster is now on your way. Firstly, Chandu, listen, he's young and youthful. Uh, second, he's armed up. He has a lot of weapons he's collecting and horses. And thirdly, he has a lot of warriors with him and he wants to wage war with us. So whatever you can, do it to save yourself. He's really enthusiastic about carrying out his vow. He's not afraid of anyone. So that's what the messengers told Chandu. And that is how chapter 47 concludes. And in the next chapter, we'll hear the fearful Chandu how he goes to the Emperor Jahangir, slandering Guru Hargobind, hoping that the Emperor would lend his hand to help him out. So that's what we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. <laughs> Sir,